Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Graceland Church Podcast. Our mission is to follow Jesus and love our neighbor for the good of the city. If I haven't had the privilege to meet you, my name is Oscar, and I get to uh, serve as our youth pastor as well as our Espanol pastor. And I'm so glad to be here this morning to be able to share with you. And you might be asking yourself, because you don't see him, um, where is Pastor Nathan? Uh, so Pastor Nathan is out of state ministering to a church that he helps oversee uh, and that we have also supported in planting, uh, also financially. And uh, he's out there just helping and supporting that church with him with his wife, Jessica. So that's where Pastor Nathan is uh, today. Um, and it's just so awesome that we get to be a part of the kingdom of God by investing by extension. So uh, thank you for your generosity here. So, uh, but please keep Pastor Nathan and uh, his wife, Jessica, in your prayers. And for uh, the babysitter as well that's watching the Kolar kids as well. Thank you for watching the Kolar kids. So our pastor can go and, you know, minister and do kingdom stuff. So thank you. Um, so I just like to give an update when I, I'm given the ability uh, to uh, share with you a little update of what's going on in youth ministry world and in Espanol uh, world as well. It's been awesome to see uh, every Sunday we're meeting here at 5 p.m. Uh, youth ministry um, Tonight, we actually have a bonfire. They uh, were so patient throughout six weeks of a series that we went through, Who is God? Uh, so we've been digesting that question, and now we get to celebrate the end of that series with a bonfire. So we're super excited about that. They've also been doing uh, scripture reading and uh, prayer um, during our gatherings, and they love that. It's like their favorite part. They get, like, super excited when I ask them, like, hey, do you want to do scripture reading and prayer? It's like, yes, it's my turn, you know? Uh, so they've been doing a phenomenal job at that, reading scripture as well as praying. It's been awesome to see them grow in that and actually get excited for that. Um, last week, we had our soft launch of Espanol. So we launched, we're meeting here every Thursday at 7 p.m. And we're so excited for what God is doing and letting God just do the rest. Pastor Nathan has been saying uh, lately that when he comes in, he thinks about the love song God sings over us. And I, just this morning as well, and as I prepared this message, I remember that, and I'm like, man, that is so beautiful, and I rejoice in his love song for us. So if you have, if you brought your Bible and you want to open up, you can open up to Mark chapter 4. We're going to be in verse 30. If you don't have your Bible, that's all good. No worries. We're going to throw up the scripture up on the screen. Here's what Mark 4 says. Um, and he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? What parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. 
Thank you because today we can stand trusting and confident in your word, Lord. Lord, I pray that you speak to the minds and hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, I've done everything I can humanly to prepare for this message, Lord. But now it's your turn. You got to you do what you like to do, Holy Spirit. You do what you do best. Um, and that is to speak to hearts this morning, Lord. Thank you so much for your word and for this opportunity, Lord. It's in your mighty name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So we've been in a series called Dream Again. And it was supposed to be a three-week series, but after we've discussed and we've talked about it, um, we have decided uh, to extend the Dream Again series for three more weeks. So now it's going to be a six-week series. So we're going to be talking for the next three weeks again about dreaming again. And our prayer is that you truly dream again and that God speaks to you and speaks life into those dreams that you're probably struggling with. So last week weekend at our staff retreat, I was just meditating on how different last year was from this year. Last year was the very first time that Pastor Nathan asked me if I would consider to be the youth pastor. And then I took months of prayer and discussion after that to say yes. I also remember last year that Pastor Nathan encouraged the staff to pretty much dream again, to imagine what next year would look like. So this year, what it would look like. And I even remember him saying specifically something around the lines of, by this time next year, Grace on Espanol will be launched. And in my human thoughts, my response in my head was, I don't think so. I don't know about that. If you don't, and, and maybe because I was scared, you know, I was uh, just struggling to see God and see what truly he was going to do because the task in front of me was pretty large, and that scared me. And that scared me because if you know me, you know me that I am a person that likes to have what I call his ducks in a row. I think of one, two, three, A, B, C. That is how my brain works okay that is how my brain works I love bullet points I love them I love lists okay maybe you're, you don't share that love with me that's okay you know but if something is scattered I come and just I can't think about it unless it's in a list so that's not what Grace on Espanol was Grace on Espanol didn't have one two threes and ABCs it was just something God had placed in my heart and honestly that kind of scared me when I first dreamt about Grace on Espanol, I never thought about all the work that it would truly take. I, it was just a dream and a desire that I knew was from God. And it's so beautiful how God works because it was so important to launch last week because last week was the Thursday before our staff retreat. So the Thursday night, before we left for staff retreat was the night that we launched Grace on Espanol. So by Friday morning, Grace on Espanol had had their first soft launch already. So I go, go off to the retreat, and then the Lord reminded me at that place, remember what you thought last year? That you said, oh, I don't think this is going to happen. It, it was important for it to happen that day, less than 24 hours before we went off again. So I can see that God is bigger than I am and that he is faithful to say yes to his word. It was so important. And I was just meditating and all, and that all that week. And I'm like, God, you're so much bigger than I am. I could have never imagined this. So today, 
my prayer for you is that you can dream again even when you can't see it. I don't know what dreams that you are uh, going through, what dreams uh, are, are maybe dead or maybe some things that God, you are thinking about a dream that God has given you, but you just don't know where it's at or how it's going to come to be. My prayer today is that you dream again even when you can't see, see, see it. When you walked in, you were given a small envelope, and maybe some of you already figured it out. It's probably some seeds, you know, you guys kind of probably shook it. You guys kind of, uh, you know, touched it. Some of you might have already opened it. That's totally fine, you know. But inside of here are mustard seeds. So whoever thought it was otherwise, it's not anything else. It's mustard seeds, okay. Uh, so you, you have this little envelope. And I'm going to use this little envelope throughout my sermon to illustrate my sermon and what God has been speaking to me the last few months regarding specifically around his, his wording and his, his journey with me um, with Grace and Español, specifically because that's how it started. But I believe that today's message can apply to you wherever you are. But we're going to use that today to, uh, to illustrate today's sermon. So when God had first spoke to me about Grace on Espanol, all I saw was a vision, and, and I, I didn't necessarily see the whole picture. I just thought, and these were just thoughts, and now looking back, I'm like, man, those were some pretty crazy thoughts, like, you know? Uh, but God gave these to me, and, and I believe it was from God. And all he told, all he told me was uh, that he, he wanted to do great things in me and through me. And it's, but... He told me that, but it was like, he told me all this. He gave me all this dream, right? He's like, grace on Espanol, and he inserted this dream and vision in me, and then he handed me a small envelope of mustard seeds and said, here you go. You can get started now. Like, that's what he was giving me. That's how I felt, you know, because at that time, the Spanish team was small. The Spanish speakers were still small. I had no idea and inside of my head I was like God what am I supposed to do with this with this envelope of mustard seeds like how am I gonna accomplish the dream that you have placed in me with this packet with this small packet of small things inside of it you know so that's how pretty much I was that was my response to God but as I was preparing for this message, the Lord whispered these words to my heart. And I believe someone might need to hear this this morning. The first point is the dreams God places in our hearts are whispers of his plans for us. So the dreams that God has given you is just a small envelope, a bit of what God has for you of the plans that he has for you. He might have, you might right now be struggling and saying, God, you gave me this dream, but I don't see anything. I don't see no results. It's just a whisper. It's a whisper of what God wants to do in your life. And I want you to trust God in that today and be able to rest in that. Because if you're anything like me, I wanted to make this dream be accomplished, you know? And I want to see it through. And I'm going to do everything. And I'm still going to do everything. But I just simply need to rest in his whisper. In his whisper of what God had, has planned for me. He didn't give me a blueprint. He didn't give me a huge binder and said, here you go. This is how you church plant. Here's how you get 
Grace Island Espanol started. No, he gave me mustard seeds. It was like he wanted to know if I would say yes. And he handed me a mustard seed packet to get started. And I wish I had a theological response, theologically worded response on why God doesn't give us a blueprint. Um, but I don't. I simply know what Matthew 17:20 says. And he says in Matthew 17:20, this is Jesus speaking about a mustard seed. He said to them, to his disciples, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. This is what, these were the disciples, this is what Jesus said after the disciples asked him why they couldn't cast a demon from from a man. And this is what his response was. So I wish I could tell you this morning, and I, could, I, I wish my sermon was a three-point sermon on why God doesn't give us a blueprint, on why God, you know, doesn't give us all the steps he needs to accomplish our dreams. Honestly, I don't know. Simply, I can simply just trust that he said in his word that we have faith like a mustard seed, which I believe that's why he handed me the envelope of mustard seeds, because that's all I needed. That's all he told his disciples he needed. So I think his response to our question today is, if you have faith like a mustard seed. And you know what? He's already given it to you. He's already given everything that you need to see his dreams come through in your life, to his, see his plans come through in your life. He's already given you everything that you need. On a previous Thursday night, um, I was here sitting during our Spanish service, and I was asking and thinking to the Lord, I'm like, how do we grow this service, Lord? How, what do you want us to do? How do we do it, you know? And he spoke this sermon. To, this is when he spoke this sermon into my heart, and he answered me similar to the, the disciples, and he made me realize that I was holding on to the dream and not doing with it what I was meant to do. So I don't know about you, but I, this is my experience. This is my journey, and I, and I pray that you, God can speak to you through my journey. But what I was doing is he handed me these mustard seeds, and I was holding it on to it. I'm like, this is my dream. This is the dream God gave me. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. Like, I'm going to do everything I can to make this dream come true. Everything, God, I promise you, tell me what you, but I was holding on to it. These mustard seeds are not meant to be holded, to be held. Your mustard seeds are not meant for them to be in your hand, right? And that's what I was doing. I was holding on to this mustard seed, and I, I wasn't doing what I was meant to do. Mustard seeds in our hands, nothing happens. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens to these mustard seeds if we hold on to it. But I was holding on to it and thinking I was doing the right thing. And I was just saying, you know what? I'm going to take care of this mustard seed. I'm going to do it. I I'm going to do everything you ask me to do. But it was just here. It was just in my hands. So point number two, if our dreams are dependent on us and us alone, they're going to go as far as our humanity will take us. 
So you as a human have limitations. You as a human do not have a magic potion to make this seed grow in your hand. If you hold on to it, nothing will happen to this seed. Nothing. You won't won't see it grow. We cannot dream God-sized dreams and depend on our human capacities to see them through. Our human abilities must just simply trust God to see his dream and his plan come through. So what do we got to do with this mustard seed? We got to do what it was meant to do and plant it and let God do his thing because we have no, absolutely no power making a mustard seed grow in our hand. If you hold on to it, if you hold on to the dream God gave you, and you said, and, 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 and you, maybe you were like me. You were like, God, you gave me this dream. Like, of course I'm going to hold on to it. No, but that's not what he wants. He wants us to release back that dream. And maybe simply, he's going to just wanted to see if you would trust him and say yes. I love the Forbes. Miss Debbie and Don Forbes. How many of you love the Forbes? If you, have, if you don't know who the Forbes are, they're back there greeting you, giving you your communion, giving you their, uh, the husband and wife that greet you at the door. They are awesome. We hear time and time again, you know, oh, you know, I love the hospitality. And a lot of times they mean uh, Miss Debbie and Don Forbes and all of our hospitality team. But they just love on people. You know, they smile. They hug you. They're great. So a few months ago, I invited them to speak at a young adult gathering. And uh, Don shared an impactful story with me that uh, I asked if I could include in my sermon today. He said yes. And I'm going to paraphrase his story. Uh, I don't know the full details of it. uh, But if you want the full details, you could definitely talk to Don. He would love to share this story with you. But this... uh, this story impacted me. So this story is from a few years ago when Miss Debbie and Don had recently moved to Tennessee from Colorado. They, a, a place they loved, they cherished, and they never thought leaving. But God had other plans, and he decided uh, to give Don a, a job here in Tennessee with a high-level HVAC company, and he accepted, and he came here, and they started to do, he was doing well at this company. But however, as the years went on, um, the work got heavier on Don, and the camp company dynamics were kind of hard to deal with. Don's boss wasn't the, great, the nicest person to him, and while everything in the company just seemed to be um, getting worse and worse for one reason or another. In this season, Don was probably also questioning God on why he was in Tennessee because he truly was thriving and loved Colorado. Uh, they, they enjoyed their life there. And he was asking, why are, am I here in Tennessee? There were plenty of things that happened to, in Don's uh, journey here that he was probably just living a frustrated life in Tennessee, maybe even a little frustrated with God himself. It was not until one day, and this is the part that impacted me so much, It was not until one day that he was at a job site working in the crawl space that he shouted to God in tears and asked God what he wanted for Don and his family. In that crawl space 
was when Don heard the voice of God and he gave Don a dream of starting his own HVAC company. So I don't know about you, but maybe I want you to picture yourself in a cross space, you know, like Don himself, you know, this small space. And, and maybe what is God trying to teach? Or maybe you just feel that you're in this cross space because it's so small and you're waiting to hear from God. And, and all you need to do is shout to God and say, God, I need you. It was in that cross space that Don encountered his human limitations. And I believe it had to be this small space where he could hardly move for him to say, you know what? I have limitations and I've reached them. I need to cry out to the limitless God. And that's what he did. So what does your cross space look like? What, what is your cross space? And what is God just telling you to let him intervene? To let him come and meet you in this cross space? In this small, probably season of your life that you, you have no idea what God is doing in your life? Are you going to let God intervene in your cross space? Or are you going to continue to be frustrated in the cross space? Yes, there were times in Don's um, company that they didn't know where work was going to come from, but they trusted God. And you know what? God came through, and he's been doing well. I, uh, he wouldn't mind me sharing that. They've been doing well, and God in every season has provided since that moment in the cross space. It was until that moment that God had that encounter with Don and that Don encountered his human limitations that then he started thriving in Tennessee. He started to be joyful. And now they're the Miss Debbie and Don Forbes that we get to greet every morning with a smile. So what does your cross space look like? What do you need to release from God? It's time to take our dreams and allow God to do greater things with them. He doesn't want you to live a stressed out life. He didn't give you dreams to overwhelm you or to stress you out in life. He gave you a dream so you can trust him and see him work wonders in your life. He did not, he did not give you a, give us these mustard seeds that just to see them in front of us and wonder what God's plan is. No, he gave it to us so we can plant them and we can see how a small seed becomes a large tree, mustard tree. Mark 4, 30 to 32 it says, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? The kingdom of God is being compared to a mustard seed. So think about a kingdom. Remove the words of God from it. Kingdom. You think, we think of castles. We think of queens, of kings, of princes, of princes, right? And we're like, we're amazed, you know? Wow, that kingdom life. So it's pretty big already. Now add of God. It becomes way bigger, right? Kingdom of God is huge. And what does he decide to compare this kingdom of God to? A mustard seed. A mustard seed. So maybe your dreams seem like a mustard seed, but it's time for us to let go because he doesn't want us to live a life that is stressed, he doesn't want us to hold on to this because that's how you will get stressed. Because you won't see the, the mustard seed in your hands grow. 
So you'll start to get frustrated. You'll start to say, God, where are you? And he already told you what to do. It doesn't make sense for us to hold on to the mustard seed. God hasn't uh, um, made us live a stressful life. He wants us to grow like the mustard seeds. You know, point three, he has, we are called to, to a life that stretches us and changes us and challenges us to rely on our creator. You know why he gives you a mustard seed when he gives you a dream? Because he simply wants you to rely on him. He simply wants you to let go and let God. Just like once the mustard seed grows, it grows high. We are meant to live a life to the fullest, not a stressed out life. If God has given you a dream, it's to get closer to him. I love what Pastor Nathan says. He says, your highest calling is to know God. Knowing God is your biggest he is the biggest dream that he has for you, that you know him. And let me tell you something, you're living that now. You're knowing him. And now he has called you for, to a life that stretches us, that challenges us, that changes us to depend more on him, which is I think this is why he hands us a mustard seed. Because without him, we can't make it grow. We need him want to encourage you with what 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13 says. This is the message paraphrase, not really a translation. It's more of a paraphrase, but I love what it said. This is Paul writing to the Corinthians. It says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. This envelope is small. It's time for you to trust God and plant it and let him do his thing. This is where the seed becomes expansive. This is where it grows in our trust in God. Because we can't do anything to it. We can sit here and wait for it. We could be like, God, where's the mustard seed? Nothing you, you, can, you do standing here will change the fact that only God can make the seed grow. But some of us are deciding to hold on to the envelope. Instead of just living an expansive life and throwing our seeds in to the dirt. It's going to be hard. It might be dirty. It might be uh, dark but trusting God that he will do the work. We got to trust God to, live, to, to do the work. That's how we live an open life, an expansive life, because we are just relying on our own limitations. That's not what God wants. That is not what God wants. So I want to end with this. When we launched Grace on Espanol last week, on my way home, I heard God's whisper tell me, this is going to sound kind of weird, but this is what he told me. He said, thank you for planting the seed of grace on Espanol. Now I could do whatever I want with it. So now we launched it. I was scared. I didn't want to. I withheld it. You know, I, I told my team we could do it this week, but we already talked about why, why it was last week. We needed to plant. Now I just got to let go and let God and allow him 
to do his thing. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Now, some of you might have thought or think or have already really planted the seed. But some of us, this is me, this, this is my journey. Some of us want to check in on the mustard seed. And we're like, God, I still see the mustard seed in there. What are you doing? I don't see it grow. What are you doing, God? Why, am I, why is the mustard seed still here? So then we disrupt what God is doing. And guess what? We get our hands dirty for no reason. You know what God has called us to do? To plant it and to water it. That's it. That's all God has called us to do. He gave us the easy task. You know, he didn't tell you, plant the mustard seed and stand there the entire time until you see it grow. No. He said, do what I'm asking you to do. Plant the seed, water it, and I will do the rest. And sometimes we get so desperate with God. Sometimes we don't see the results and we start digging to find the mustard seed. And we're like, God, it's gone. Where is it? Well, yeah, you disrupted it. You know, you disrupted what God is doing. And for, that, for some reason, then we get our hands dirty. When God never asked you to get your hands dirty. Maybe some of you are in the dirt looking to see what God is doing and getting yourself dirty. I don't know what dirty looks like to you. Maybe dirty with relationships. You're waiting on that relationship, but you are getting yourself dirty instead because you are trying to figure it out on your own. Maybe finances. Maybe you're putting yourself in situations that you find yourself that you're dirty because you're trying to, to figure out what God is doing. He called us to do the easy stuff, to water it. And sometimes we're so focused on what God is doing here that we forget to water what to the only thing that God has asked us to do, we forget to do it. We forget to do the only thing God has asked us to do. It's to water. And you know what? He gave us the task of watering because we should be doing it joyfully. We should do, be watering this plant with joy. I've seen my mom and, uh, and my grandparents, they go out, even my brother, they go out with so much joy. They fill up the... the, the uh, the water, they fill this with water, and, and then they go, and with joy, they water the seed, or they water their plants. You're, you're supposed to wait on God joyfully, even though it's hard. And sometimes, you know why we're not joyful? Because we're full of dirt, and we don't find joy in the dirt. We find joy in our obedience, what God has already asked us to do. Some of us might be forgetting that today. I wanted, um, so our, my last point is we must place our faith not on our own resolve, but in God himself. Let's water the plant. Let's step back and let God do his thing. Because nothing you can do will make the seed grow. You can't be like, seed grow. That's not you. 
You don't, that, that, that's God. God is the one that speaks life, not you. You can't be like, let there be light, because that wasn't you. You didn't create light. You're not God. You, didn't, you weren't saying, oh, let there be the mustard seed. God created the mustard seed. So let him do his thing. And you just focus on watering it, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be messy. It's going to be dark. But you just rejoice in the watering, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's a relationship. Water the relationship. Maybe it's a friendship. You're like, man, I really want to be friends with this person. Go talk to them. Go say hi. You know, maybe it's a friend that you want to bring to church. Water the seed of the gospel. Or maybe simply, it's your kids. And I've experienced this in youth ministry a lot. Parents, um, I, I'm not a parent myself, but I've seen parents be so frustrated for, for their kids to encounter Jesus. And then they start getting dirty. They start to force the gospel down, down, down their throat, you know. It's like, you got to know Jesus. Yes, they got to know Jesus. But also, it works like a seed. Their faith works like a seed. You got to let it be. You know what? We are so focused of God. When is he going to know you? When is she going to know you? When are they going to become Christian? Some, some parents might say that. When? When are they going to get baptized? And we forget to water. We forget to show them the love of God through watering. We forget to read the gospel to them, to share the gospel by watering. We're just standing here and waiting. That's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to water. We're not meant to go in here and say, you got to know Jesus. You got to know Jesus. I'm going to give you all these seeds. No. Let God and trust that you've given them the seed of the gospel and continue to water it. Trust me, they will come to know Jesus. I've known so many parents, so many kids, so many people my age. In kids ministry, it was a small, smaller kids ministry. I could say most of the kids I grew up with in church are no longer not even in church. And I'm the only one serving and even just attending church because potentially of a strategy. But trust me. Trust. No, don't trust me. Trust God. Yeah. Trust God. Trust God what he is telling you. This is the word. This is what God is telling you. If you have faith like a mustard seed, your kids will come to know Jesus. They will. Continue watering. Continue making space for them to encounter Jesus. And let God do the rest. So we're gonna, today we're going to respond with communion. We've been giving communion. And I was telling the worship team earlier that I love communion because it reminds us, yes, of course, of the sacrifice that God made for us. But not only that, it, it forces us to be grateful with God. Because I've never taken communion. I don't know about you. Maybe I've been a little frustrated with God, but I've never taken communion and be like, oh God, why did you give your blood and body for us? Like, this is so frustrating. No, right? I, at least I have it. I don't know about you. But I've never... Ask God why he gave his body and blood for us when I've taken communion. It forced me to be thankful. And maybe some of you today have to repent because you haven't trusted God. 
and you are getting yourself dirty, whatever dirty looks like to you. And today, before we take communion, you might have to tell God, God, I'm sorry because I haven't trusted you. Today, I want you to be grateful for what God has done. And maybe you are in this season of a mustard seed packet of, of where you don't see your dream come true. Today, in midst of that season, in midst of that small dream, in midst of that frustration, be grateful for the, for the blood and the bread, for the bread and the wine, for his body and for his blood. So if you don't have a communion packet, someone will bring one to you. Just raise your hand. We have one up here. If you are deciding to participate in communion, you are declaring that you want to be a follower of Jesus. So I, I think we have one more over here as well. Church, if you have your communion cup already, you could take the bread in your hand. This represents the body of Christ broken for us so that we may be whole. Lord Jesus, thank you because through you we are made whole. Maybe we're in a, in a waiting season, Lord. We are made whole in you, Lord. Maybe we're in a broken season where we don't know the answer to all our questions, but you do. So we are made whole in you, Lord. So Lord, today we remember your body that was broken for us. We remember with gratitude, Lord. And thank you for being so intentional about leaving something behind. So when we do feel frustrated, for when we do feel frustrated with you, you force us to come back and be thankful for what you've done. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four says, And when he had given things, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. Church, you can take the juice in your hands. This represents the blood of Christ giving for the forgiveness of our sins. And like I said before, you, you might need to ask God for forgiveness. This might be forcing you to remember something that you want to ask God for forgiveness. Maybe you've been not trusting God enough. Maybe you've gotten yourself dirty. Let's ask for forgiveness. Lord, thank you. Because through your blood, we find forgiveness of our sins, Lord. And you remind us to repent, Lord. So today, that's what we do. We repent for not trusting you enough, Lord. And we thank you for your blood that made a way. Lord, thank you. We love you. Lord, we love you. First Corinthians eleven twenty five says, Jesus said, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink. Thank you, Lord. We're going to worship. And I don't know what you need to do. Though, If I can have someone, the prayer team come up. The prayer team will be up here um, if you need prayer. I invite you that if anything of this message spoke to you, if you need to ask God for forgiveness, you come and let one of our worship team pray for you. Um, of our prayer team pray for you. But our worship team is going to lead us in worship. And let's just release today whatever we got to release to God through our worship. I was going to write something on these envelopes for you, like dream again or something. Um, but I decided not to because I love to have little remembrance around the house that remind me to pray about something specific. 
So whatever God spoke to you today, I encourage you to take this and write on it or write dream again or just so it can remind you to trust God and to pray for whatever God uh, given dreams he has placed on you. So that's why I left it open. I, lo I love having little remembrance like this. So take that home where you can plant the seeds there, gluten-free, non-GMO, all that stuff. So feel free to do what you like with these seeds. They're for you. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. We can rest in your goodness. We can rest that you are the limitless God. And when we encounter our limitations, Lord, we just need to cry out to you. Lord, I pray that those people here, Lord, that are in their cross space, that are waiting for a miracle from you, Lord, that they don't give up, but they just completely surrender everything and trust in you, Lord. In your mighty name we pray. Let me pray, pray this benediction over you and we will be dismissed. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. God bless. We love you guys. Have a great Sunday.